This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Pets Aloud, Joy's very own show about pets brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home. I'm Kristen and I'll be with you until five today. And joining me to talk all things pets and animals is the lovely Kate Holter, General Manager of Fundraising and Communications at the Lost Dogs Home. Welcome back for another week of Pets Aloud, Kate. Thanks, Kristen. It's been a busy week at the home, as it always is. Lots of adoptions happening. And uh, today we're, we're talking about a topic that's very close to our hearts, working at an animal shelter. That's right. So for most people who work at an animal shelter, the most rewarding part of their job um, is seeing shelter pets head off to loving new homes, um, especially if they've been with us for a while. At the Lost Dogs Home, we're all animal lovers. That's why we work there. And just like you out there as well, many animals spend weeks or months in our care and our team members form a very special bond with them during their stay. In fact, so often we hear staff and volunteers say they love these animals just as much as they love their own pets. While it can be hard to say goodbye to a shelter pet as they head off to a forever home, it also brings us so much happiness knowing that they're going to a family who will give them the lifetime of love and care that they deserve. Absolutely. And many families who have adopted a dog or cat from the home do keep in touch with us after the adoption, which we absolutely love. They tell us all about their new pet and how much he or she is enjoying family life. And we also get to see lots of photos and videos. Some people contact us all the time as well. Yeah, regular updates, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. And some people say, sorry to bombard you with photos of my pet. You know, there might be too many. And we say there is no such thing as too too many pet photos. So send them through. It's often the highlight of our lives. You know, you're working away and you get an email and yeah. with a photo of a cat or, you know, lounging on the couch mm-hmm. that they've adopted and you just think, oh, that, that's made my day. It just brightens your day so <laughs> much, so much. And yeah. seeing our former shelter residents thriving in a new home is so rewarding, but also seeing the joy that they've brought to the people, to their families as well. It's just, it's so obvious. And, and the words yeah. that they say are just so heartfelt. And I guess, yeah. shall you know, these animals do prove that shelter pets make fantastic pets. Oh, absolutely. I mean, quite often people write into us saying, you know, thanking thanking us for giving them the opportunity to, to adopt these animals. Like, you know, we're so grateful that they've, they've opened their home to these animals, but these people are coming back and going, no, no, you've changed my life. These Or well, these animals, or well, this animal has changed my life. So, yeah, that bond between human and uh, animal pet is just um, so important and so beneficial, as we know from our own adoption experiences, say, don't we? We, we each have, have our own clans of adopted <laughs> shelter yeah. pets at home. You you win. You have more than, more than yeah, me. Yeah, we're, we're pretty good candidates for uh, shelter adoption. Yeah, no, I've got three dogs from the home. Um, Fraser, Tess and Molly, who are the lights of my life. Um, and I've also got a cat. Not quite a shelter cat, but uh, he was on his way into shelter and I just intervened in between. But he certainly was an unwanted cat and he's brilliant. So, And you've got, Kristen? Two shelter dogs as well. Um, yeah, so yeah. we've had three shelter dogs. One of them passed away a few years ago, mm. but just... The love and joy that they give. Yeah, I still remember the days that I met them in the shelter as well, and yeah, that first I will always remember that. Yeah, yep. and now seeing them now being couch potatoes, <laughs> living a life of luxury. You never get sick of that sort of feeling. Going, gosh, I made never. a difference to your life. You know, it's just a wonderful thing. Absolutely, and they're the best dogs as well. They're just so friendly. We've done lots of training with them. They're yep. really smart. Shelter dogs are just amazing. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, super smart. Lots of them. 
and they give you love every day. It's, yeah. it's like like they know. Yes. You know, you've, yeah. you've changed their life. You give them something, they'll give you tenfold back. Exactly. Yeah. And we do love hearing stories of our former shelter residents who are now adopted and adored. So if you have adopted a pet from the Lost Dogs Home and want to share your story, we would really, really love to hear from yes. you. You can email us at info at dogshome.com uh, and we'd love to share your story as well on our possibly on our website and our social media pages to help spread the word about shelter pets and why they are so mm. awesome. Yep. Now today on Pets Aloud we are going to check in with the new families of some of our former shelter residents from the Lost Dogs Home. Here's what's coming up on our Adopted and Adored special. You'll hear about the incredible mateship between John and his dog Roffy who was adopted from the Lost Dogs Home back in 2013. And Red Phoenix was a cat who spent more than 240 days up for adoption at the home before he finally found a new family. His, no. his new owner, Jeremy, is going to tell us how the gentle giant is going, and we both remember him very oh, well. Absolutely, we? I was going to say, yeah, he's he was um, yeah quite quite the well known cat around the shelter, he and was. often spent time outside on his harness and things. To Big be, Red, he yep. was known as. Yep, he's a special kind of guy. And one I remember very clearly also is back in two thousand nine, a puppy named Buckley, um, very much caught the attention of the whole country. I would say uh, when he arrived after surviving a horrific attack of cruelty. So we'll check in with his new owner, the lovely Madeline. And the Pets Allowed team and regular guests from the Lost Dogs Home are going to tell us why their pets are such important members of the family. All that plus our news wrap, pet of the week and dog dates coming up very soon. But first, let's hear from Foxes with Body Talk. This is Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. The Pets Allowed News Wrap. A look at the news of the week from the Lost Dogs Home. Now, Kate, would you like to get us started on our first news item of the week? I would love to, Kristen. We're going to talk about winter pet care tips first up. Winter is definitely here. Uh, just like us, our pets feel the effects of the cold weather. So we need to take extra measures. So while we take extra measures to keep ourselves healthy and comfortable and warm during the year, it's important that we do the same for our four-legged friends as well. So here are some top tips. Uh, now, the first one, and it might sound a bit obvious, but sometimes it's not, is to keep warm. So ideally, your pet shouldn't be kept outside for long periods during winter, if that's possible, because like us, they can suffer from hypothermia and frostbite as well. If your dog does need to stay outside, please make sure they have access to a draft-free kennel that gives them plenty of protection from rain, frost and wind, and fill the kennel with lots of warm, dry blankets for a bit of extra warmth and comfort. And for cats, consider installing a cat flap so they can easily come in and out of the house as they need. And do be sure to keep your cat indoors at night as well when it does get really cold. Um, and also be aware that this is actually a legal requirement in many council areas. So do be sure to check in with your local council. Yeah. Um, and also another tip is to stay fit. Uh, even though it's cold outside, it's really important for our pets to keep um, to their regular exercise routine. Uh, not exercising can affect your dog's physical health and sometimes it can actually, uh, it's psychological health too and, and can lead to some behavioural problems. Uh, whether it's a regular morning walk or a run in the park, uh, make sure you maintain that routine during winter to ensure your dog remains fit and healthy. Plus it's really good for you. You just have to put an extra coat, hat, jacket on That's and off it. you go. I, I do. Think, especially dogs, they, they couldn't care less if it was cold oh, or raining. They, they just want to get out with you. Yeah, and they're soon warm because they're running around. I, I look, I'm I'm up at about, I'm walking between 5.30 and 6.30 every morning. So That's dedication. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> um, our third tip is to prevent dry skin and sore paws. So moving between the cold and the dry heat of your home can result in your dog getting itchy and dry skin. So after your pet has been outside, be sure to pat them dry with a towel to remove any excess water. And 
pay special attention to the areas around their feet and between their toes. And you can also minimize the risk of your pet getting dry and sore paws by massaging petroleum jelly into their paw pads before they go out. And this can help protect them from salt and other chemicals as well. Um, and watch out for pets and car engines. Um, sometimes pets are seeking out a nice warm place to um, and wildlife as well to, to rest on a very cold day. And warm parked cars um, after um, driving around can be a lovely spot. Uh, to avoid injuring any hidden animals, uh, it's a good idea to bang on your bonnet of your car before you get in and start your engine. This will give them plenty of time to run away before you, before you start your journey. And our final tip is to de-sex your pet before breeding season. Now, while it might seem, might seem like a while away, spring is kind of just around the corner and it also marks the arrival of breeding season. Now, with cats and dogs breeding from a young age, winter is actually a really good time to de-sex your pet. Now, de-sexing can have a number of health and behavioural benefits on your pet. And plus, it also helps to reduce the number of homeless pets that are already out there in our community. And as we have mentioned uh, on the last few shows, July is National Desexing Month and we are offering discounted desexing for dogs and cats at our Frank Samways Vet Clinic. Uh, for any pet owners who have a pension, healthcare or concession card, you can find out more and check the price list at dogshome.com. Now, regardless of the time of year, it is very important for us to look after our pets and despite being cold and sometimes miserable, Winter is actually a great time to sharpen some obedience training or just enjoy lots of extra cuddles with your pet. And who doesn't want that? No, and they sure do. (laughs) And now let's move on to our second news item. So next we're going to be talking about knitting some winter woolies. Um, And at the Lost Dogs Home, we do rely on the generosity of um, knitters out there, um, sending us lovely jackets to keep our dogs warm and also... um, you know, blankets as well for some of our cats. So we're calling on all knitters. So whether you're a seasoned pro or a beginner, this is a great opportunity to to get knitting. Uh, Your skills, your passion um, will be most appreciated to help us keep shelter dogs warm this winter. So we're appealing for knitted jackets, in particular for some of our bigger um, shelter dogs. Uh, We tend to get plenty of for our smaller dogs, um, but we really do need, we do get a lot of larger to medium dogs coming through the shelter and it would be wonderful to have a sort of a great supply of jackets to help them as well. So we're asking if you can help. Now for the knitters out there, by knitting a dog jacket, you can spend time doing what you love and help animals at the same time and your knitted creations will give a bit of extra warmth and comfort to our bigger shelter dogs this winter. Now if you jump on our website dogshome.com we do have a couple of knitting patterns there that you can use. Um, but also that like me if you're a non-knitter <laughs> uh, you don't have time to knit there is other ways you can help and that is by donating some wool. Um, we'll pass it on to our dedicated knitters. Um, quite often they do pick up wool from the home that's donated and they can get started on, on making those lovely warm comfy jackets. Uh, with your donation of wool and the donation of time it's a great team effort. Uh, donations of wool and knitted dog jackets can be posted or dropped off at our North Melbourne shelter located at 2 Gracie Street, North Melbourne. Um, if you have a donation but are not able to drop it off or give us then give us a call on 93292755 depending on resources we have you know our, our vehicles animal ambulances out around melbourne um, we might be able to come and collect and also staff live in different areas of melbourne and all often happy to call by someone's place to pick up donations as well so yes please uh, get knitting <laughs> and now let's introduce you to a very special cat who is looking for a new home this week's pet of the week 
So this beautiful pet of the week is a lovely cat by the name of Smokey. Um, Smokey is located uh, at our Compassby shelter, which is in Echuca, up on the Murray. Smokey is one year old and 11 months, or nearly two. Uh, he's a very handsome grey and white cat. Uh, bit of a stunner um, you look at his picture on the website you'll see what a beautiful cat uh, and it has great looks and personality he's really sweet and he just loves cuddles he likes to take it easy and can often be found you know lazing around rolling around in his um, pen so if you're looking for a kind of a laid-back cat um, to keep you company on the couch like Kristen said before winter cuddles are the best he could be the one for you uh, his ID number is one double zero five three double nine and if you want further information on Smokey uh, you can view Smokey's profile on our website at dogshome.com. You can also contact our Compassby shelter on 54803005 or visit in at 520 Mackenzie Road, Echuca. Uh, they'd love to talk to you more about Smokey and any other cat you might be interested in. Absolutely. And if you are looking to adopt, please do give the shelter a call first just to make sure the pet you're interested in is still there and isn't already going through the adoption process with another family. Now, many people who have adopted from an animal shelter tell us that their pet has changed their life in ways they've never imagined. And up next, you'll hear a heartwarming update from John, who adopted his best mate, Roffy, from the Lost Dogs Home. This is Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. Now, every day at the Lost Dogs Home, we get to see the start of, the, of lifelong friendships that form between people and their newly adopted pets at the home. Late in 2013, animal lover John was looking to get a new dog when he was told about the Lost Dogs Home. It was at our Compassby shelter uh, that he met Roffy, a Tenterfield Terrier who was full of energy and enthusiasm. He's quite the personality, this dog. Uh, and there was an instant connection and I can understand why. Um, and the rest, as they say, is history. Now today, Roffy and John share an incredible mateship and um, I recently caught up with John just to hear how Roffy's getting on and to find out what inspired John to adopt from an animal shelter. Why did you choose to adopt Roffy? Well, it was sort of a long story. I, um, I bought a collie, died of a snake bite um, back in 2013. Before then, I'd never really considered or even heard of shelter dogs and someone suggested the Lost Dogs Home, you know, and then just talk about the benefits, like you're actually saving a life and everything like that, and that sort of all rolled from there. And then I, uh, I've been looking around a few dogs. I went to the Melbourne shelter, saw this little Jack Russell there, and I thought, oh, well, he's nice, but he's not for me. But then I looked at the Echuca one, branch of the Lost Dogs Home there, and there he was, and I thought, right, that's him. So I went and saw him, and uh, I got him out of the cage, threw a ball in front of him, and he jumped on, and I thought, yep, he's the one for me. Yeah, so, I, so basically it just all rolled from there. And how did he settle in once you took him home? Oh, he had a bit of a nervous weeing problem, because like before, he'd, uh, it's probably why he ended up astray and ended up being in the pound, you know, and he was just a little bit nervous, but he settled in pretty quickly. Uh, within a week, you know, like he was sort of like, this is my yard and that sort of thing and everything, you know, and uh, yeah, it was good. And so today, what does Roffy love to do? What are his favourite things, his favourite activities? Well, this morning, we went to the beach, you know, and he uh, he basically looks for an excuse to go and jump in amongst the waves. He chases things in there. He actually literally dives under waves to get to things, you know, like he gets dumped, all four legs go in the air, but he just doesn't phase him. He comes out, drops a toy, backs up and says, let's go again. He's fearless because he's only a small little dog as well. He's only small, yes, but um, he's just with all his fitness and everything like that because he's just so muscle-bound. When I was living in Victoria, I was training to join Victoria Police. I was going on uh, lots of runs and he was coming with me all the time and at the end of a 10K run, he was still pulling on the lead. <laughs> yes, we've, just, uh, we've, unreal. we've seen the videos that you've shared with us of him um, going for a swim and pretty much just refusing to come out. Looks like he could swim all day. Well, have you, have you seen his Facebook page? 
Not yet, but we will check that out and we will post a link as well so everyone who's listening now can check that out. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's called, anyone can find, it's called Roffy the TT. That's R-I-F-F-I-E, the TT, and TT stands for Tenderfield Terrier. So He's people... got about 60 likes at this point, you know, and it's, uh, everyone gets on and says, what a happy little dog. What do you love most about Roffy? His friendly nature and temperament, you know, like he can, uh, like he clip his nails or anything like that. If you hurt him, he doesn't growl or bite, he just, he just gums you. He'll take his medicine, everything like that, very cooperatively, like you know, and just snuggle up to you up. But he's just there's not a mean bone in his body. By the same token, he doesn't take any nonsense from other dogs. He went down the beach there one time. I had this big uh, Kelpie dog trying to play with him, kept on shoulder charging him and everything. And he just turned around and gave the dog an absolute gobble. He loves um, loves interacting with other other animals. Like um, we had this when I lived in Victoria. There was this ginger cat lived up the street. Used to follow him. Anyway, I just wish I had the camera there, but I uh, didn't. But basically, here it was. He was, he was in a sitting position. The cat was in a sitting position. The cat put his paw on his head. It was just so cute. Obviously, Roffy has brought so much love and companionship into your life. And so hopefully... Well, you know, like uh, with what I've been through the last couple of years, like I lost my home and everything like that. I got divorced and everything, you know, like yeah. uh, really he saved me as much as I saved him. I'm, I'm in a pretty good place now. Like I, I just keep on pushing on regardless, but there's, there's no doubt about it. He has helped me immensely. You know, just having him to come home to, you know, and, and to look after like a reason to live, if you like. No, it's just been, just been fantastic. I couldn't have asked for a better dog. So many people have said to us about their adopted pets, I didn't rescue them, they rescued me. Well, that's exactly right. It's just unreal how my perception of shelter animals has changed because like in the past, I used to think, oh, they're probably just a flea bitten thing which nobody wanted. You know, it's just basically what you have. But when you look into a bit deeper, you sort of go, you know, there's perfectly got animals here. There are no followers of their own ended up there, like might have been an unwanted puppy or something like that. Yeah, rescue organisations, you know, like there's lots of perfectly got animals out there. And, and like there's perfectly good dogs like that around the country in different locations that um, because of overcrowding, you know, get, get euthanised every day, which is very sad too. For anyone out there who's maybe thinking about getting a new dog, why do you think shelter pets make great pets? Well, basically, they I, I, they did say they do bond closely with the new family because they know you rescued them, and that is exactly right, you know. Like, uh, with Rocky, I got the photos when I first got him. He was just so eager to please, you know, and uh, he was just uh, like, wow, this, look at this, you know. Like, I never forget the time I put, I got his new candle and I put his bed in front of him. He put a paw on it, looked up and looked at me as if to say, is this really for me? I just brought, brought a tear to my eye, fair dinkum, you know, it's just... Um, just amazing. He's just um, done it like he was about six kilos when I got him. He's now a healthy eight kilos. Just put it all, all on in muscle. You know, everyone goes, wow, look at him, look at him go. You know, he's just um, just amazing. This big smile he gets on his face, you know, and, he, and the way he interacts with people is just fantastic. That was John giving us an update on his adopted dog and best mate, Ruffy, who he uh, adopted from the Lost Dogs home back in 2013. And what a mateship oh, they share. Isn't it amazing? It just touches the heart, doesn't it? It certainly does. <laughs> and if you want to experience the love and companionship of an adopted dog, just like John has, you can browse our adoption candidates online at dogshome.com or meet them in person at our North Melbourne or Compassby shelters. Up next, we're going to hear an update from the new owner of Red Phoenix, a cat who spent more than 240 days up for adoption at the Lost Dogs Home. This is Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. This is Pets Aloud brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Now some of the pets up for adoption at the home spend weeks or even months waiting for their new family to come along and that was certainly the case for charismatic cat Red Phoenix who was up for adoption for more than 240 days which is a very long time. 
But as the saying goes, good things come to those who wait. Now, the gentle giant, also dubbed Big Red, caught the eye of Jeremy and his partner Shelley, who visited especially to meet him. Now, late last year, Pets Aloud presenter Sam caught up with Jeremy to find out how Red had adjusted to his new life. He likes to. He loves to be around people, and he also just loves staring out the window at our house, and yeah, just just watching things. And yeah, he's a bit of a cat cat. Well, we saw his profile for quite some some time on the website, and we just we thought he looked so cool sitting in the tree and and cute. So we we thought we'd go check him out. So you knew pretty much from the moment that you went in that that was the cat, the one for you and um, and your partner Shelley. Yeah, we, we, we didn't actually ask to see any other cat. We we asked to see Red Phoenix and, and everyone in the at the Lost Dog home uh, jumped jumped out of their feet and quickly took us to his um, to where he was staying and and um, we got to meet him and um, yeah, it was great. And as my mind begins to spread its wings. Did you guys know that he'd been up for adoption no for more than 240 days when he came in? No, no, we had no idea. <laughs> we found we found that out when uh, when the girl jumped up and said he'd been here for ages, and he was just seemed so friendly, and, and we couldn't believe it. He's already wanting his face into a, into my hand and being such a friendly cat. We just couldn't believe it. I don't want this feeling to go away. You've had Red for a couple of months now. How has he settled into his new home? Uh, he's, he's settled in great, like from just sleeping in the laundry um, by himself and now and now um, in the lounge room and now he's, he's, he's come into our bedroom and he's, we've set up a little bed for him next to mine and, <laughs> and uh, he's just loving it. He loves, um, he loves waking up in the morning and, um, and jumping on our bed and, and letting um, my fiance rub his ears and... It day isn't complete without without that that getting off to that start. As I mentioned, you've had Red now for a few months. Have you, in that short period of time, do you have any memorable moments that of Red since he's been at home, or funny stories? I think we just weren't we weren't sure that he was going to be such a playful cat. We we know we'd have to buy toys for him, and you know we've got. Um, a pole with uh, wool and string and stuff on it, and he just goes crazy and, and wiggles his bum and, and stalks, stalks it around the, the living room and I pull it along. And he um, he loves it. He loves to play and yeah, he loves he loves affection and, and sitting next to us on the couch. He's, he's a good cat. So that was Jeremy talking about his beloved cat, Red Phoenix, who he adopted from the Lost Dogs home last year. If you're looking to welcome a new cat into your family, our shelters are full of fantastic fair lines who are looking for a new place to call their home. From the chilled out couch potatoes to those very energetic playmates, uh, there are so many different personalities there and you are bound to find one that suits you and who, who is the perfect cat um, to match your family. All of our adoptable pets have profiles on our website at dogshome.com. So please jump on and, and have a look. You can also come in and meet them in person at our North Melbourne or Campaspe Shadows. Or if you want to pick up the phone and find out a little bit more about any of the animals on our website, please do. Our staff are only too happy to, to talk about them. Uh, in 2009, uh, a, a 
very special puppy, uh, infamous puppy by the name of Buckley, made of national headlines um, around Australia after he arrived at the Lost Dogs home as a victim of animal cruelty. Today, this lovable canine is enjoying life to the max with his loving owner, Madeline. Up next, you'll hear all about this. This is Pets Aloud on 94- Joy 94.9. You're on Joy 94.9 and this is Pets Aloud brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home. Back in 2009 we met Buckley, an eight-week-old puppy who was the victim of a horrific act of animal cruelty. Now Buckley was found with bleeding ears and a severed tail and it was clear to staff at the home that his ears and tail had been cut off, possibly with scissors or shears. And at the time he was taken to a local vet before being transferred to the Lost Dogs Home. After surgery at the home and some time in foster care, Buckley went out to find his forever home with Madeline. Went on to find his med- forever home with Madeline, who was one of hundreds, I think over 300 people um, applied to be Buckley's new owner, who inquired about adopting him. A few months ago, Pets Allowed presenter Sam caught up with Madeline to find out how Buckley was enjoying his new life. Joining me on the phone now is Madeline, the owner of Buckley. Madeline, welcome to Pets Allowed. Thank you. Now, you topped the list of more than 300 applicants wanting to adopt Buckley after his attack back Mm -hmm. in 2009. Can you tell us um, a bit about the day you adopted Buckley and what drew you to adopt him in the first place? Uh, Well, I saw his picture in the newspaper and I read his story and, yeah, my heart just broke for him. He looked so sweet, but, yeah, his eyes just looked really sad. So I was actually moving out of my parents' place into my own house and... I'd grown up with dogs and I thought, you know, I could really show this dog what it's like to be loved and, yeah, to feel safe. I remember meeting him as part of the meet and greet, as part of the process, and he was so little and, yeah, I just wanted to give him a big cuddle, but he wasn't really ready for cuddles and to be embraced. So I bought a few little toys um, with me and he was just running around playing with them. And I left there really wanting to be the person selected because I just really fell in love with him. But I also thought, you know, if it's not me, I really hope he gets the place that he deserves. You've had Buckley now for six years, which is, you know, it's a long time. I can imagine he'd (sighs) be well and truly part of your family now. (laughs) He's he's weaseled his way into the family and the extended family. He's a... He's like a little dog. He comes everywhere with me in the car. He comes to my parents' place who has two Labradors and he definitely loves them more than the dogs love him. So he's definitely, yeah, fitted well into the family. I can imagine Christmases and, and do you have any particularly funny or memorable moments that of Buckley's that you've had since you adopted him? Uh, there are so many funny memories of Buckley. I mean, I think being part boxer, he's just such a goof that you can just watch him all day. But when I first got him and for the first year, he was terrible at recall. So he never wanted to come back to me at the park. He was having too much fun with the other dogs. So I remember I used to have to recruit about eight or nine people at the Richmond Park to run around and try and catch him. So usually I'd have to start trying to catch him 45 minutes before leaving. And the only time that he'd come back to me was when he was absolutely exhausted with that game. So it was a lot better once he got better with his recall. Good fitness. <laughs> Chasing after my naughty puppy. Full of, full so of energy. Very cheeky. Mm. <laughs> Which is a complete yeah. difference from, I think, what a lot of people uh, saw when you first have that image of Buckley when he was first on the yeah. news after. And his... it took time. Mm. It did take time. And it was really hard to tell with him whether it was normal puppy fears or whether it was actually fears from 
caused by what had actually happened to him. So it was difficult to ascertain. He was terrible with stairs and I had a place that had some stairs in it and so I used to carry him up the stairs. Then I realised, you know, that wasn't going to work because, <laughs> you know, I couldn't carry shopping and I couldn't carry him and he was only going to get bigger and he was only 10 kilos when I got oh, him. Wow. He's now 30 kilos so I thought this isn't going to work in the long term. And so he wasn't food orientated. He was quite toy orientated, but he was sort of more me orientated. So I remember putting him in the middle of the stairs and just sat at the bottom for a little while. And he slowly took one step down at a time. And now he bounds upstairs. He loves them. He sounds like a beautiful, cheeky, wonderful character. Yeah, Yeah, he really is. He really is. He's really grown into his own. It sounds like you both found your perfect match, that's for sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. What would you say to anyone considering adopting from an animal shelter? I'd say choose a dog that's appropriate to your lifestyle and activity level. I think that can be the biggest issue, and that's not just, you know, from a pound, but just choosing a breed that's appropriate to your life just so that there's not problems in the future. Research the breed, know the activity level, know, you know, what their traits are, what their habits are, the size when they're an adult, that type of research can prevent problems in the future. It's absolutely worthwhile. That's great advice. Madeline, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today on Pets Aloud and giving us an update on Buckley. Great. Thank you for having me. That was Madeline giving us an update on the beloved Buckley. And if you are looking to get a new dog, please do consider adopting from an animal shelter or a rescue group. There are just so many dogs in need of a new home and a second chance. And adopting is a really rewarding experience, as you've probably realised already from from what Madeline has has said. Uh, And from John and Jeremy as well earlier in the show. And ourselves. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, So dogs up for adoption at the Lost Dogs Home can be viewed online at dogshome.com or why not pop down and meet them in person at our North Melbourne or Compassby shelters. Pets are our companions, soulmates and exercise buddies, but most of all they're our family. So up next we're going to tell you about the special bonds we share with our pets and we want to hear about yours too. This is Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. According to research from last year by Roy Morgan Research, 50% of Australians live in a home with at least one cat and or dog. Now, dogs are the most popular pet with around 38% of people living in a home with a dog and cats were the second most popular with 23% of people living in a home with a cat. So pets are definitely parts of our family. They share our homes and they share our beds sometimes. I'm guilty of that. Uh, They join us on outings and holidays and they're included in our family photos. Uh, Once you've owned a pet, it's really hard to imagine what life would be without them. And that is so true. Exactly. Yeah. I just know I'll always have dogs or, or cats yeah. um, from yeah. now on. Just having that to come home to at the end of every day. Some, not that my family members aren't happy to see me. but It's <laughs> good that you, you say that, Krista. They, they don't sit at the window waiting for no. me, waiting for me to come home from work. And just, oh, I don't even really know how to put it into words. I know. It is really hard to express. It's actually as a really special sort of company um, and, uh, I don't know, peace or uh, presence they bring to a home like in between pets like for some if I've lost a pet for a reason and I haven't didn't have more than one it's actually my house has actually felt quite empty Empty. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just I look at them. I just I can stop what I'm doing and just look at them and go, oh, you just you know you really are special to me and you yep. are, you really are gorgeous. So. And just the love that they give but, you as well. Exactly, as like, you say, you, you come home from a day and you might not have had the best day, but mm-hmm. they're always happy to see you and they always make you feel good. They do, and I love creating memories with them as well. Going out and having fun, going to the park, going to the beach, yep. playing in the backyard, just having that fun with yeah, them. Yeah, exactly, and and seeing them enjoy that. Absolutely. And so now let's hear from some of our other Pets Allowed team members and also some regular guests from the Lost Dogs Home, Kevin, Abby and Alan, about why their pets are so special and the bonds that they share. Can you tell us about your pets? We have three dogs, so Cinder, Sprocket and Bonnie. We have a cat named Charlie, a mouse whose name is Cheezel, and a frog named Froggle. So we have quite a few different animals. Cinder's a Border Collie, Sprocket's a Terrier, and Bonnie is a Fox Terrier cross. They're all lovely dogs. Sprocket and Bonnie came from the Lost Dogs home, and, you know, they're beautiful, happy dogs, and they like to perform, so we do tricks with them. A lot of people know me as that dog dancing guy, so my dogs uh, do perform, and they just gotten back from an aged care facility where we perform at, and, um, you know, they do lots of cool tricks and a lot of fun for the residents there. I've got um, two domestic medium hair cats. I've got one who's five and one who's three. They're cool little dudes. I have a whole house full of pets. I have two sort of 12-year-old Chihuahua crosses called Pan and Lyra, who I've had for about 11 years. And then recently we got Hector, who's probably about one and a half now. And he's another terrier and he's very cheeky. And I have two cats and a lot of fish. I have to say, I have lots of animals, but they are all legal and they're all registered. I have a permit. Now, what do you love most about your pets? I just love their individuality. Like, I think each of them have such a different um, temperament and a different warmth. You know, they all have their own unique personality, so it's really lovely. I think I love their quirks the most. The younger one is really silly. He's um, dopey and <laughs> he's really silly. Um, and then my older cat is kind of the boss boss man. He's in charge. He tells the little one what to do and he's, he's really intelligent. Each of them has his or her own personality. Hector is incredibly, incredibly cheeky and my youngest cat, Casper, because he's grown up with Hector, they're really good friends. They sleep together and they play. Um, the older dogs have just been around for such a long time. They're really well bonded. Um, and I like my shy cat who comes in when no one else much is around and comes up and has pets. Why do you think pets are such important members of the family? I think pets are really good for our mental health as well as our physical health and just for the love and the warmth that they give us. I think they love us as much as we love them, unconditional, which is really sweet. Nice to come home to them, cuddles, that kind of thing. Nice to know that they're both rescue pets or shelter animals, so it's nice to know that I've given them a lovely home and, yeah, that I can help save two lives. I think they give us so much. They, you know, walking the dogs helps you relax. They keep me fit. The cats are really good de-stressors. You know, when they come and sit with you and purr, it's so funny watching them play. I just think they give so much back. That was some of our fellow team members from the Lost Dogs Home sharing the special bonds that they have with their pets. Oh, wonderful to hear. And that music I'd like to thank Ben Sound for. We've almost reached the end of the show. Uh, before we go, though, we're going to fill you in on some of our pet and animal-related events happening around town. Uh, that's up na- next in Dog Dakes. This is Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. Your pet's community calendar. This is Dog Dakes.
Now, our first dog date today is National Desexing Month, which is happening until the 31st of July. Uh, and it's happening at the Lost Dogs Home Frank Samways Vet Clinic at One Boundary Road, North Melbourne, and also at other participating vets across the country as well. So July is National Desexing Month, and until the 31st of July... Uh, the Lost Dogs Home Frank Samways Vet Clinic is offering discounted cat and dog desexing to pet owners who have a pension, healthcare or concession card. Now prices do vary depending on the type and size of the animal and you can find a price list on our website dogshome.com. To book or find out more you can contact our Frank Samways Vet Clinic on 93292755 and for a list of other participating vets you can visit ndn.org.au. And our next dog date, which is actually more of a cat date, uh, is our cat pop-up adoption event, um, which is taking place at Cranbourne on Saturday the 30th of July between 10am and 4pm. I think this is pretty much our first pop-up adoption event, so it's actually really exciting. Uh, we have around about cat, uh, 100 cats up for adoption um, at the home, but they'd rather be lazing around on your couch. So we're going to make it easy for you to adopt them and uh, take them out of the shelter and, and, and sort of bring them out into the community um, to help find them new homes. Um, our ma- mobile pet care unit, Maddie, will be heading down to Cranbourne for our first ever pop-up adoption event. Um, and there'll be a number of adoptable cats and kittens there waiting to meet you. We'll be halving the adoption fees for ca- the cats and kittens, um, just to give you that extra incentive. Uh, for a small donation, you'll also receive a starter pack of goodies to help your new cat settle into your home. You can find out more information on our website about this special event on dogshome.com. And that brings us to the end of another show. Time goes so quickly when we're doing pets all It's really flown by. Um, Before we go, just a quick reminder, our pet of the week is Smokey, a gorgeous almost two-year-old cat who is up for adoption at our Compaspe shelter. And you can check out his profile at dogshome.com. He would love to come and curl up on your couch this winter and for the rest of his life as well. (laughs) Coming up next is Aaron bringing you the latest indie and alternative hits with Sass. If you missed any of our show today, don't worry. You can catch up on the podcasts at joy.org.au slash pets aloud. Thanks so much for tuning in and don't forget to walk your dogs and pat your cats. This is Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9 is a GLB TIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.